Napton Podcast is back, and it didn't take two weeks. And just like the 1922-23 Canton Bulldogs of the NFL, just like the Big Red Machine, just like the Kobe Bryant-led Lakers, we're running it back. Run it back, Turbo. The jersey bump is real, and Hoboken's in the building again. Dylan Tucker, how's it going, man? What's going on? Happy Monday. Big, big Monday energy on the pod. Has anyone ever, do you, do you go by D-Tuck? Like, what was your nickname growing up? Uh, Actually, that's like my email, was D-Tuck, as funny as that is. Um, but it's more Tucker was actually the thing that everyone said. Just just last name, last name only? Yeah, it's a first name, last name type of thing. There's still there also in high school who thought Tucker was my first name till sophomore year. It was a problem. I don't, I don't mean to perjure you on this pod that, uh, like I said, only your close friends and 30 other people, 20 other people are going to listen to. <laughs> I think it's totally wild that you still use your U Delaware email. I mean, I have it for life. Why wouldn't I use it? You don't get they don't get it taken away. No. At OU they, they took that shit away after like two years. We're a presidential university. We don't take that stuff away. <laughs> Newly minted. I, that was the funniest dude, I don't know why that came to my mind after the uh when we went and watched that soccer match and, and you like were like, Oh yeah, these guys we saw him on the street. You're like, they're my friends. I went to Udell too. I was like, oh, congrats on the, the president and everything. I have no idea why that came to my mind, but now it's the only thing I think about. That and Beaks Up. Yeah, Beaks Up, always. There's five people who say that, but yeah, Beaks Up. I, so that's not a thing, for real? No, people say roll hens, and I'm not a fan of that just because yeah. it's too Alabama. And yeah. uh, one of my buddies down in Philly started saying um, Beaks Up, and I thought it was hilarious, so... It's kind of like fetch. We're trying to make it happen, but it's probably about 20 of us that actually care out of a 16,000-person school. Yeah. I feel like if you guys would have came up with that freshman year, you might have had a runway for it. Now that you're a few years you know, graduated, it's going to be tough to get that to stick. No, it's great. Right? Because, well, I met people who, like, they go to Delaware now or, or whatever, yeah. and I'm like, oh, yeah, beaks up. And they go, what? I go, Trust me, just bring it back. Like everyone knows what it means. So I think it's getting some burn. <laughs> we just don't know it, and I'm just ruining a kid's life. Like yeah, at school yeah. right now. You don't know about beaks up. Like what the fuck? Are you a freshman? I, okay, dude. Okay. Yeah. No, I, it's like I Ohio. like that. We claws out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just we would straight up go <laughs> up to people, or like oh you oh yeah, which is kind of a a shitty one as well. But nonetheless, Dylan, welcome back. The only ever repeat guest we've ever had. Also, the only other co-host guests that we've ever had um we got some really great feedback from everyone kind of that listened to the pod last time like i said that jersey bump was real uh love seeing that this that last podcast jumped straight into our top five right away um gonna go about the pod a little differently we want to break it up in the bottom half and the top half so 11 on down and then 10 up to one uh, let me run through what it's looking like right now, and then we can just dive straight in. At 11, you got Leeds United on... Oh my God, I should have been ready for that. On 11, you got Leeds United on 35 points. 12, your Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, on 34 points. Palace at 13 with 33. Struggling, struggling Southampton at 14 with 30. Burnley at 15 28 Brighton and also Hove Albion at 26 points at 16th Newcastle at 17 with 26 points as well and then your three relegated sides if the season ended today Fulham at 18 with 23 points 
West Bromwich Albion at 19 with 17 points. And still 0% blades. Sheffield United sitting 20th. The lone 11 points. Some crazy, crazy games that happened. I mean, I mean, we'll get into your theory whenever you want to get into your theory that we talked about last week. But uh, bottom half of the table is still going to be pretty competitive and pretty interesting on through on through the rest of the year. It's about to be exciting. I'm going to say this. Crystal Palace is now like the biggest arch enemy I've never thought I'd have that I needed to create now because oh my goodness they are they're the luckiest team in the world like all of England at this point they touched the ball three times so I thought you had something well not really I mean a win and a draw since we spoke and you you almost had me on board you almost had me there where like all right they only really have seven points that they can get the rest of the year and Fulham had 17, and I was like, yeah, dude, like, totally. Like, I'm so down for this. The only problem was Fulham just had to pull out that win. Like, the, the 0-0 tie is just not going to work there. So it, it, what do you see in your crystal ball now, relegation-wise? Are you still going to stick with this, so, this theory? No, I'm like, good luck, Chuck. You're welcome, Crystal Palace. I just gave you yeah. the kiss to stay above. So yeah, if yeah. anything, you're welcome. I, I think at this point, it's a matter of, not if, but when Fulham gets above the line. I I think they should have beat Crystal uh, this yeah. past weekend, to be honest. And I think at this point, they're just going to draw, 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 draw their way. Just, oh, that's a nice little rhyme. It's like, row your boat. Anyway, they're basically going <laughs> to just tie everyone and get above there. At this point, I think you're probably right. I think Newcastle's going down just because... Um, I know it's going to sound bad because the Wolves just tied them, but whatever. Um, we just, what, their top three players are injured now? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't see it coming from Newcastle, so I think it's just inevitable. I think the real question here at this point is, does Big Sam get it done, and can he get West Brom out? Because I think Fulham's going, and you probably have Newcastle. It's a matter of, does Burnley or Brighton end up getting sucked into something they don't want to be a part of? So I think I think that you're you're gonna find your answer obviously this next weekend because Newcastle and West Brom play each other, um, and if Big Sam can pull a win out there, it, it's just gonna get even more treacherous for Newcastle because other than that game, I mean they played Brighton and they also played Burnley throughout here and then Fulham last game of the season. So if if Newcastle can beat, I want to say two out of the four of these games that we just mentioned, like these other teams that are battling at the bottom of this table, if they can get two wins. I think they're obviously safe. I think if they get one win, they're sitting at least a little bit better, but I could honestly see them losing all four of these. Like I, th- I, th- I don't... 18 and up. I actually think every team is decent and you can lose to them at any point. Now this is also coming from a city fan who tied West Brom this year at eight, at 19, but no big deal. 18 and up. Team. Like, but I think Fulham actually is like a pretty decent team. There's just too many good teams in the Premier League this year. Too many decent teams. Goods probably not the best word. Too many decent teams in the Premier League. So I'm I'm still bullish on Newcastle slipping all the way down, and then the teams you got relegated are Sheffield, West Brom, and and Newcastle. I think as much as I said they were sneaky good, what a week and a half ago, yeah. I'm also now I. Watch, they're going to win, like, their next three games, so Leicester, watch out. But, like, 
I, I think Brighton. I think Brighton doesn't have it either. I, they can't really. They, only it's gonna. This is gonna be embarrassing because this is how I spent my weekends. But I've watched way too many Brighton games that just end up being like nil nil, or even the game against West Brom should have been like three one Brighton at this point. They don't know how to yeah. finish. Well, like at so all. this this has been the the theme of Brighton for this podcast the whole season is like they'll play an entire game really really well and they just don't ever get results and like that that's been like the story of the season for them where they're always in every game they're always playing really really well and then they just can't get any results i mean this is the thing lamptey's still out that's huge like he was the catalyst for that team um and then like i'm trying to see also if i mean malpay's back but even guys like that people know, like Sully March, he's out too. It, it, it's going to be a slog. Like this is this is the thing is like if you say Newcastle's down at the bottom, if you say Brighton's at, down at the bottom, I don't think anyone is totally totally shocked. But I also think like Brighton had such a good run. I want to say like a month, month and a half ago, where if they thought they were in this position, they thought you were crazy as well. I, I do think Burnley's safe. I think Sean Dyche is like a master at like just like teasing relegation and then just like not being being relegated (laughs) at all he's he's insane um i think the only other like big storyline with this group too and and we can talk about wolves in a second if you want to but the only other big storyline in this is like dude southampton stinks bad like i feel bad now and it's only a week and a half later and this podcast is all about revisionist history a week later or two weeks later whenever it comes out I actually feel bad that I said that Hassan Hoodle is better than Nuno. Like I, I, I hand up, that's on me. Thank you. Like I, it's bad. I, I don't know what's going on there, dude. He's like, what is it? Did you watch the game today? Eh, no. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I was at, I was working. Um, so <laughs> basically, if you're listening, work. He was working. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I can have a TV in front of it. No big deal. Yeah, but like they were talking about this like after the game too, where. I think he's being saved because of, like, lack of fans, essentially. Because you're just sitting there, and he's not getting the normal, like, he's got to be out, all this type of stuff. Like, I think it's buying him a little bit extra time where, like, they've, what, lost nine in a row? Or I know they have the draw, but I think it's, like, nine away games or something, or home games or something like that. it is something nuts. But, like, I don't know. Like, you're not getting the production from Ings anymore. Like, Mm -mm. The defense is kind of shoddy. Like they, I don't know. Like they looked so lackluster today too. And like, yeah. credit to what and, what Everton can do, but I, I don't know. I and, think like I guess my question is this because this is where Southampton I guess has to worry or not is, and I didn't look at their schedule, so I can't give you some conspiracy theories here. But yeah. like, what do you set the number that you have to get to to say you're probably safe this year? Then like, if West Brom's at seventeen and I guess twenty three is what you're looking at, but where do you think it is because like for me i think you have to get to at least 34 points i'm not just saying that because the wolves are there but like 34 35 points i think you're fine Uh, yeah i think that's probably it like i I think it's it's another win and two draws two wins like 36 points for them is going to be fine I, i think that 35 points is right because i don't i like you have to break it down this way too i don't see fulham winning what is it? Three, six, nine, like five games. 
or like four games for 12 more points to get to 35. I just don't see that happening. Yeah. Like at all. Like there, I could see them winning two more games and Newcastle not winning any, any, I guess here on out. And like, that's how they flip flop. Um, but I, I think 35 is totally safe to be totally honest. I just don't, I think Southampton's going to tie at least three more teams or have three more draws and they're going to be fine. I think 33 probably gets it done for you too. Um, but I, I think you actually brought up a really good point. Like, the fact that there are no fans, the fact that no one is going to the stadium, that no one is, like, sitting in a pub, getting totally, like, fucking shithoused right before the game, and then going in and screaming about, like, how bad they're playing, probably is saving Hasenhutl. Yeah. Because, like, I have to assume, and I want, I want this to be true, because there's so many, like, fantasies I have about english football in the premier league and because i haven't actually been to a game there i don't i don't fully know but i have to feel like that is actually a factor for the front office to be like ah man do you hear what they're saying about him out there like we got we got to let him go right how many owners are on twitter i mean i'm sure there's some burner accounts but like you hear it from the stands like when everyone's booing and you have the chance coming like it's just not there i'll say this they play sheffield next if they lose that game hammer Hammer, yeah, hammer the yeah. relegation. I'm, I'm putting the bet in just on a flyer. It's not going to come true. You're welcome, Southampton. You're about to win three games in a row, just as I did for Crystal. But if if you if they lose to Sheffield, he he's gone. I would love to see, and maybe during the pod, I don't know if they're going to have odds on this, but who is odds-on favorite next manager to get fired? Like He's got to be up there, right? And who else would it be? I'm doing my research. That's a good question. I can't. I can't imagine. Like we said, Sean Deitch safe. People wanted um, Arteta out, but that's not going to happen at this point. No, I, I think now. he gets he gets through the season, and then like I feel like Arsenal are such like little weasels that he'll actually get <laughs> through the season. And if they fire him, it'll just be in the summer transfer window, and they'll just be like, "Yeah, I mean, we just decided we want to go to another direction." Yeah, it'll like, be it'll be a Friday news dump. Yeah, at least have the nuts. Like, I hate Chelsea, but at least have the nuts that Chelsea does, and they're just like, nah, fuck them. Out. Middle season, who cares? Tuchel in. Let's let's fucking roll. But I, I have to assume he's got to be, if not number one, in the top three. Like, I don't know. I, who We're like, talking about people who aren't going to be relegated, right, at this point? Well, I mean, I, you could even include the relegated teams. Like, West Brom's not going to get rid of Big Sam. True. Like I don't think Fulham uh, gets rid of rid of their Bond villain guy. Like, forget his name right now off the top of my head. But uh, I mean Newcastle may Newcastle may be a little bit closer with getting rid of Steve Bruce. Who knows? Maybe I, not. He's like a legend. If Newcastle but... goes down, obviously I think he has to because at this point, like you've clearly tried it with him and it's not working. Like you got to bring yeah. something else in to come back. Yeah, up. but that's I, I don't cop out. I, I don't think Grand Potter's getting. No, like I said, he he's done everything he could to get this team not relegated. So I mean, he can't think, he can't make them make two penalties. That's just no, you know <laughs> exactly exactly. Like Hassan Hoodle's got to be odds on favorite because everyone else from like ten up, other than Arteta, is just overachieving. I think in my regards, other than Liverpool, and they're not like Klopp's. Klopp could die 
as Klopp's. Liverpool manager. They're not going to get rid of him. So you just say, damn, that's a now. You say I have hot takes. You're saying Klopp's going to get? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying like there's no shot, no shot that would happen. No shot that would happen. So so uh, I got it. I gotta feel like he's leading. I don't know if you can find this information, but so I just found the rele- relegation portion. They're plus two thousand. Yeah. They're even with Crystal at this point. So like, at the, really, right now, according to the odds makers, it's everyone from Burnley down is at least. Did you end up? Did you end up putting a bet on the Palace relegation? Yeah, I'm not gonna double down now, even though it's at plus two thousand. But you're basically gonna. Have, oh, I would like. Burnley and Brighton, you have plus five hundred, plus eight hundred, but then Newcastle's plus one sixty two. Like. I know it's not crazy odds, but that's your best bet at this point. I wish there was a bet yeah. for to not get relegated because I would choose full. To stay up? Yeah. yeah. I bet you their odds aren't that great, though. Like, because people, that's probably like the. They're minus 112 like, to get relegated. Fulham's minus 112 to get relegated. That's like odds basically saying we think they're going to get out. Yeah. Like, Fulham is. This is the thing with Fulham not getting relegated. That's not like a unique thought. That's like the sexy what twelve versus seven in the NCAA tournament. What what's the what's the the, 12, the bet that always twelve versus five? Come on, twelve five. Yeah. Hey, we haven't had it. We haven't had March Madness for a whole year. You can't fault me for that. So I don't remember. Well, it was part. But, it was going to be part of my shit talk to you about our city Wolves game, but you just you know bury the lead there. So no big deal. <laughs> well, let's actually since since we're in the bottom half of the table, you know we're we're in your home area. Well, we can talk about that right now. Do you want to? Yeah. Why not? Wolves. Yeah, so so go ahead and uh, shit talk me about you guys being our bogey team well, and this this is my first question for you. The, yeah. In terms of your next two fixtures, right? You yep. have us, and then you have the Derby. Who yep. are you more scared of, me oh, or United? It's, it, it's a little overlooking game. It is a perfect trap game. We're big big trap game out here. And to be totally honest, I uh, I'm not often cocky. I'm a confident person. I'm not often cocky. I think that we're on such a run right now that we don't. It doesn't matter who you put in front of us in the league. It's not. It's not going to matter right now. So they're playing so well. Would you rather win 20 games in a row, or would you rather? We already ha- did. Okay. Would you rather win 21 <laughs> games in a row, or would you rather have a five-game match unbeaten streak? You tell me. So you want to tie us? I don't give a shit. That gives us a six game. <laughs> that gives us a six unbeaten streak. <laughs> Listen, every point counts. I I need two wins. I'm at 40 and we're good. So Yeah. I That's true. I think I think us playing a, our like little back 5. I know we if Will Bolly was back, I'd feel a little bit more confident, but like mm-hmm. our back 5, we're just going to sit there, let you do your thing, like just absorb all this pressure. Yeah. I'm I'm not even going to say it's the Adama show this time. It's Neto ends up bringing it down, does some fancy work. We end up winning one nothing. Shock the world. So, I agree. I think it's going to be the most annoying type of city game to watch. It's not going to be fun. Because I know that it's you guys sitting back, us dribbling right outside the 18, us, like, taking errant shots that totally just, like, clank off of you guys and, like, go to the sideline then we regroup with like bernardo having the ball and then like trying again to get back in there and then on the off chance like someone makes an errant pass and then your wingers just bolt and it's like the ultimate like just counter-attack game which obviously i hate watching like five in the back type of shit 
The only thing that if if we have to lose this game or if we tie, the only way that I want it to happen is I really want the goal to come from Fabio Silva because I want to know in the back of my mind that you actually feel a little bit bad about how you've spoken about him all season when it happens. I mean, like you'll be super you'll be super happy. You'll you'll it, you'll outwardly be like, "Oh my god, like we won or we tied City. Like this is so incredible." But deep down, you're gonna feel like kind of a dick. No, I won't. I'll say I, if you if we beat you and I come back on, I'll basically say I told you he was a wonder kid. The next Ronaldo. Look at Por- <laughs> look at look at Portugal's new sensation. Because like the he, worst I'll be honest, you bring this up. He's on the verge of scoring because I'm sure you were you know really dialed into the Newcastle Wolves game this yeah. um, this weekend. But I actually did watch it. Did you? So did you see yeah. like in the 92nd minute his little header that should have gone in? Yes, absolutely. Great header, great bet, just didn't execute. It's coming for you guys. So like I, I think yeah. you just basically told me he's due. So you're right. You know what? Neto cross, he heads it in. It's probably going to happen in the 85th minute because he doesn't come out for the last 15 minutes because, like, you know, fresh legs. But he, he definitely did remind me of the typical, like, freshman hot shot that made the uh, varsity <laughs> basketball team that the coach is like, all right, man, like, we got to get him some minutes. He's a crowd favorite. Like, we know he's going to be the future of the program. Like, I need him to get a layup. I need him to hit a nice little layup, get his confidence up, and then he'll be the reason you guys secure – I mean, I don't think you're getting relegated, but he'll be the reason you guys hit 40 points this year, which is, I mean, 40 points, nothing to nothing to be mad about, you know? Yeah, because, you know, some people just hit that by January, no big deal. <laughs> like, that's fine. Listen, as we're going to do this weekend, I'm going to absorb all of your hate towards me. We're going to use it as hate fuel, pass it along to the team. I already tweeted it out to the Wolf's Twitter account. Like, yeah. they know it's coming. Like, the NAFTA podcast has a lot of uh, locker room material, uh, corkboard material for the, the Wolves players, for sure. Listen, You should. Maybe it'll get me some followers. Maybe some more people will listen to this. I'll, I'll say right now, it's a good thing Michael's not on, because if, if Liverpool didn't end up beating Sheffield, I was about to come on here and start talking about how the Wolves might just you know finish ahead of Liverpool, and that'd be a real shame. Well, that's actually... It's funny that you bring that up. Let's go ahead. I want to jump into... The top half, just because I think there's only a few games up here that I really think are worth mentioning, and then we can actually get into uh, your betting corner, which is now the most popular segment that NAFTA has ever created uh, or or hosted. Um, So at 10, Arsenal at 37 points, 9, Villa, two games in hand with two or one game in hand with most teams around them, but they're they're sitting on 39 points as well. Uh, Tottenham uh, on 39 points at 8. Everton and Liverpool. Everton 7, Liverpool 6. Even on points with 43. Chelsea at 5th with 44 points. West Ham in 4th going to the Champions League if if the season ended today on 45 points. Leicester in 3rd, 49 points. United in 2nd with 50 points. And City uh, sitting atop the table on 62. Um, So... I wish Michael was able to to join the pod more because I think this would be a nice little tag team uh, on how shitty Liverpool are right now. Uh, and the reason I wanted to transition to this is like the Everton-Liverpool game. You have a good friend who's an Everton fan. Like, what, what was going through his mind? Uh, the moment that game ended, I had a Snapchat of him sitting in like his backyard just smoking a stogie. 
just straight with the de- <laughs> just straight with the deuces sign up. His honestly, he was pretty spot on before the game. He was a little nervous just with kind of the lineups and having uh, DRC on the bench and all that. But mm-hmm. he basically said, if we don't allow – this is the most John Madden thing everybody goes. If we don't allow a goal in the first 60 minutes, we're winning the game. And nothing to do, it long, had nothing to do with – As long as them we score right more than they do, well, yeah, we but like, He never mentioned yeah. that they were going to score as early as they did. Yeah. But he was basically like, if Liverpool can't score on us in the first hour, it's over. We're winning. Yeah, and dude, I think that is their kryptonite right now because I know with conversations I've had with Michael and conversations we've had on the pod like a couple of weeks before you jumped on is the team that was so dynamic and so dangerous and like hated. I hated every time we played that front three of Firmino and Salah and um, Mane. They just like, it doesn't seem like it's clicking anymore. They need some Portuguese magic. They need my boy. Everyone needs some Portuguese They, they need my boy yeah. Yota to come back. Some Diego yeah. in their lives. Yeah. I mean, that was a totally, like, the run that he was on when he first went over there, just, like, scoring every game that he played was was unreal. Um, but I, I, if I'm any team right now, I'm not afraid of this team at all. Like, I'm just like, yeah, this is sick. I'm so happy like, we get to play them at some point this year again. Yeah. Like, we haven't, like, bypassed, like, our second time around playing them. And and that has to also be because like how you outlined last week you're not expecting obviously to like beat them like you shouldn't beat them but if you do it's a day of celebration right of course it is but like as much as like everyone's probably scared of you as we'll get into city a little bit more but like i'm not scared of you it's kind of like the giants patriots thing to be honest (laughs) but like I actually, I yeah. know, I know. Da- last- David Tyree, David Tyree's helmet is Adama Triori's baby oiled arms. That's exactly what it is. Hundred percent, thousand percent. Yeah. So who's going to be Mayor Manningham in round two tomorrow? Just got to watch out. I'm just glad Podence is still injured. I know. I was uh, looking up actually. Nuno's tight lip. Last time he was tight lipped about something, not the sidebar we we're talking about. Podence was all of a sudden in the uh, in the lineup. So I'm. I don't know what it is. I'm actually. I'm trying to think of the teams that like in the league this year that I'm afraid of when we play like have the ball and whatnot. Potence is in my top five. He's I don't know why. I have no real reason for this to be. I think it's it's a it's the mathematics of how much I know that Wolves just like fuck with us every time we play them and it's always a close game or we like tie or lose, which is kind of the same thing for us. And like I don't know. I feel like he's always in the midst of the buildup when we do give up the goal. Yeah. So he's nah, I, he's basically got the qualities of Messi, but obviously is like the C list yeah. actor that's playing yeah, yeah, Messi. Yeah. But like he's just this shifty and can kind of like or like a what Hazard type of thing or something like that. Like no, yeah, obviously he's I'm like comparing Drake, him to great people, but he's he's like Drake from State Farm instead of Jake for sure. Like from that commercial from the Super Bowl, um, that was a bad joke. He's, Car- anyway, he's Carlton instead of uh, Chris Paul. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there you go. We made it full full around on State Farm anyway. So um, Everton game. I, I asked Michael too. I was like, "Have you? Obviously, he's been alive since the last time that Everton won, but he wasn't probably paying that close attention to like Liverpool soccer." And I was like, is this the first time that this has happened since, like, you've been paying attention? He's like, yeah, I actually don't know what to do. 
it's really similar. So he's in a really unique place where it's like, this has happened for him, like Everton beating Liverpool. And then both him and I, I can't remember or tell you what was going on the last time, like Michigan beat Ohio state. So when that <laughs> happens next time, like I'm not, I'm not going to know what to do. At least he's experienced that and like, can help me out. But like same, very similar, very similar setup. You, so. you just drink a lot. I think it's the only thing yeah, you can do. That's, I, I just got to hope that maybe that's the weekend I finally get invited to the Parker house and I'll just be drunk in God's basement and then we can go from there. So, um, careful what I wish for, I guess. No, don't worry. Uh, we'll show you a good time. <laughs> it, it, the, anyone else in the top 10? Well, um, I'm going to say this, not the, yeah. I don't want to jump off Liverpool yet. Not to just keep berating them. Oh uh, yeah. But I know I had them in top four when we were kind of going like, Hey, where do we see like everyone finishing in Europe? Yeah, I don't think it's that crazy to think that they don't make it into Europe next year. Oh, Here's man. another one of my hot takes, but like, because if Everton, the only thing that that's going to save them is probably, and I know I'm just talking well of them. I actually think Everton's different this year and might actually not Everton themselves per se. Built different Everton. Yeah, yeah. that should be on the shirt. But there you go. I got your first uh, merch. Uh, merch starts <laughs> Everton built different. Nope. But like, between that and like, some talking to some of these other teams, like, I still think Tottenham's Medellin, as we talked about last time. But like, Mm -hmm. why? Like, put Gareth Bale in. Like, all of a sudden, him, Deli Alley actually knows how to play soccer again. Like, or was allowed to now play soccer again. That's probably the better portion of it. But like, I think that's one of those things where Martino like realizes the same. You know what? He's someone who might get let go. If you want to talk, going back to that conversation, in terms of the way they were playing, like, this last game, I think, obviously, I don't think he's really going to get let go, but, like, it buys them some time, because, like, if they were going to, like, if they were just going to keep playing this, hey, we're going to win one nothing, sit back, hope it works out, like, I granted, mm-hmm. it's against Burnley, so let's see what they actually do, but, like, it also is going to go against when we go a little bit later, because I think Fulham's going to give them some, some issues, because it's yeah. just staring at each other, but, like, I don't know, maybe they finally un- unlock something and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, they're sneaking into, like, that five or six spot. And, like, if Liverpool... Liverpool, like, their thing is they have all these amazing players, but they, for some reason, can't score this year and the defense is suspect. So, at this point, like, because, yeah, it's... Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it'd be shocked if all of a sudden you see Liverpool drop to seventh or eighth and that seventh spot's not open. Actually, it probably will be, though, because I'll give you credit. You guys are probably going to win the quadruple. But if you don't and somehow they get it, like... yeah. I don't know. I think it's worth no, having the conversation. I think. I think no. I think you, you bring up some good points. Let me let me tick through them like as I remember them one by one. First and foremost, Mourinho definitely is probably in that top three too of getting fired managers of odds that we've created on our own. Um, <laughs> the Burnley win four nil is actually I think pretty impressive because we talk about it all the time on this podcast. You have to score in the first half against Burnley or else you're just going to get the shit kicked out of you. Like, the whole rest of the game, they're the least fun team to fucking play in the Premier League because all they do is foul the fuck out of you and play pretty fucking good defense. So, like, 4-0 against Burnley is actually pretty impressive. My biggest issue with Liverpool not making it to Champions League spots, like top four, I would be more apt to believe that if... West Ham had 49 points like Leicester and not just two more points. I think that's fair. I think Le- out of that, though, I think Leicester is more in trouble than West Ham in this scenario, especially with Harvey Barnes going down. 
Like, yeah. I don't know. Can't be losing to Prague in Europe and it being out there. I think that actually might be the only thing that saves them to get back in because you're not playing twice a week at this point. But, like, yeah, I don't know. If Leicester, like, I think this is the point where you find out if Rodgers is, obviously he's a great coach, but if he can, like, I don't know. Uh, great, great stuff. Okay. That's a tough one. If word. he pulls this off with where they currently sit, you can say he's a great coach. If not, then sure, he's a good coach for right now. But, like, I think there's a Dude, lot of I work to do for Leicester to not blow it like they did last year at this so point. now you're opening pandora's box like if they slip all the way out of a champions league spot again into europa league that's two straight years where this has happened and like not the first time that rogers is like pissed down his leg at the end of a year it's true and and they have different goals than how we talked about last pod where it's like crystal palace doesn't have a goal to go play in europe like lester's goal is we want to get back into the champions league because we think we can actually win the league again like, I think you have to th- at least think about, like, getting someone else in there. I think that's fair. I think I think we're jumping the gun, but, yeah, if they – you're right. If they blow it, I think that's a – It's a whole different conversation. 100%. I feel like. Like, I don't know. The more – like, I'm literally just, like, staring at the table right now. And yeah. I'm probably going to backtrack on the Liverpool thing. But, like, I, I don't know because – I even think I know I got laughed at last time too, but like, I still think Arsenal can make a run too. I don't think they're going to make a run like to go make Champions League and be in top four, but like, I wouldn't be shocked like if all of a sudden they just start getting real hot here. Like, well, this is this is the other thing that's deceiving is like if Villa win their two games in hand, yeah, they're they're in fourth. Like they're sitting at ninth, but they're they're then in fourth, and their next two games are Sheffield United and then they go on and play you guys. Is your boy injured still? Grealish? He was injured last week, yeah. Yeah. I think he's back. I think uh, let me see. I the, mean, the predicted early March and this it, there's no earlier date in March <laughs> than March 1st. There's no earlier date. I so, he could be back. Yeah. I, I bet you, because if I'm them, I don't rush him back for Sheffield. I think they can beat them regardless. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Between them and even Everton with their game in hand, too. Everton wins their game yeah. on Thursday, and they're in fourth. Like, yeah. So, it, it, it's, it's, crowded. it's so congested. This is going to be – this is obviously – and, again, another John Madden, Madden-ism <laughs> is, like, this is, this is going to be more exciting than the relegation battle. No shit. But, like – the spots that are three through ten, like it's only seven points, eight points. Quick maths. That's crazy. That's nuts. I love how you're so, you're, give, you're even giving United a pass. They're only a point above Leicester, and you're not even saying two. Dude, we well, but I'm giving Leicester the pass. That's fair. So I have to give United the pass. Like Leicester's ten whole points above. Uh, or 12 whole, whole points above Arsenal. I think that's tough. Like, I haven't seen an Arsenal team this year that'll, I can comfortably say, are going to win, like, five straight games or six straight games like they need to. That's fair. You're, it, again, I, I think there's a lot of talent on that sideline. I'm actually... I had a lot of stock in Arteta last year because he's a pep guy and, and whatnot, and I was like, all right, like, they have a bad defense. They just got to, like, get some better defenders in there. This year, again, all right, they have a bad defense. They need to buy some better defenders. And I, I like the Gabriel guy, but, like, again, I think he is more of an offensive weapon than he is even a defensive weapon. But I'm selling a lot of my Arteta stock, and I have been from the beginning of the year. 
So I, I don't know. I think at some point he's gone from there too. And, and he ends up coaching in like Cordova or something. I don't think so. I think they give him another year to see what happens. If they finish strong, I think so. But like, it all depends on, obviously then it just depends on what they do in the transfer window. It's exactly to your point. Cause like they need a revamp of the team. If they're actually going to like yeah. compete to actually see what they can do. In, like, and they're four. just, they're just not, I, there's not many teams. I feel less confident about going into the, or like transfer window. It's like getting the job done than Arsenal. Like it just never <laughs> happens. So, um, only other thing, look through here. The only other thing that I was going to mention and mention very briefly because we talked about it a little bit prior is like, like no one's going to catch City third championship in four years. I, that's it. I don't really have much else. Are you going to win the quadruple? I think that we win the league. I think this is the best chance we've ever had to win uh, the Champions League. Um, just because of how the team is structured and set up and who is playing well. Like, do I think that this run of form for John Stones is going to last even the whole rest of the year? No. Um, but for right now, I'm, I'm, I'm riding the hot hand, so to speak. Um, and, like, the defense is the biggest difference maker, I feel like, in, in Champions League to, like, to win it. So I think this is the best shot we have at Champions League. I actually think that we can win the FA Cup. I hate playing Tottenham. And I could see us losing the 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 Man City Carabao Caribbean Cup that we win every year for some reason. So when is that final um, coming up? I want to say it's it. I feel like it's always when it's a little warmer here uh, on the East Coast. I think that makes. Let sense. me double check for us. This is real time research on the pod live. The Carabao Cup final is April twenty fifth at Wembley. Oh, this is completely nothing to do with what we're talking about. But, I'm, yeah, your face looks confused. But I'm bringing it up because it reminded no, me of it. the warm weather. Remind me of it. Yeah. Do you realize like that? I think for the last month, I think in May, there's going to be. I think they're going to bring fans back. By the way, so just think about like this now. If you actually get fans, I don't know what capacity ends up being, but. If you might have fans coming back for those last three fixtures of the year with exactly mm-hmm. what we've been talking about from relegation and and um, the Europe and top four and top six. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. Who the, makes the biggest difference? Basically, yeah. Because like, that so, could be huge from that standpoint, too. Again, I, I don't want to say, and I know I'm going to, um, but as a lot of my British coworkers will tell me, I don't want to sound like a an American wanker who's never been over there to see a game and talk like I know about the fan fandom and, and the fans at each team. I think that if you're looking at the Champions League spots, fans coming back doesn't really help West Ham because that stadium fucking blows. And they're so far away, and the atmosphere is one of the things I know that they complain about. Obviously, fans coming back helps liverpool and everton because they both have that good atmosphere and whatnot i'm not sure on tottenham um i i just don't know i know that arsenal also has been known to just have like a shit environment too and i think villa is the type of club where they're in the second biggest city in london or in london (laughs) that that probably pissed them off straight off they're the second biggest city in england they probably have that second city disease, like how 
Chicago does with New York City, even though they're the third city. Um, I bet you they are going to show up, and they have a great fan base. They're going to show up and you know support the the West Edens backed Aston Villa to the end to hope that they get into like some European spots for sure. So, um, I don't know. That was my long long winded answer there. No, I agree. I think Everton and Aston Villa is. I think it's like those not to say that they're smaller clubs, but like those clubs that basically haven't been there before. It's mm-hmm. you haven't been into a game in a year and all of a sudden you can root your team on to go make it into some type of European action. I think that would be a wild scene to see. Yeah. And I think the other interesting thing, a, before we, we jump down, I don't know about Leicester. I don't know about their fans. They could have the sickest environment ever. They have, I'm they have some hilarious chants. If you look them up on YouTube, just a fun fact, that'll be exactly what I do right after this. Um, relegation zone or battle though like fulham's got an interesting scenario because if they do allow fans back i think they have an entire side of the stadium that is like getting worked on right now that you just can't even do anything with like yeah does that fuck them up yeah shot didn't think that went through no (laughs) yeah yeah he's like damn that's too close to jag season like I'm, (laughs) i'm more worried about what's going on in the pool um but like I don't know. I remember when they came back the last time, they were only really allowed in like one or two sections of the stadium. So maybe that doesn't affect them at all. Um, but it'll be interesting. I don't, I don't know much about, I, I love Fulham stadium. I've actually been to it and it's the, one of the coolest. It's like a small, I've ever it's seen. small though, isn't it? At least on TV, it looks super, small. So it's super small and you, it feels like you're walking through a cul-de-sac neighborhood in Jersey, but like, with English homes, but like you're just in like a neighborhood and all of a sudden there's just a stadium like right next to Billy's house. Oh, that's awesome. And and then there's a cottage obviously in it that looks dope. Um, so I feel like, like I've always been a big stand for Fulham and I don't want them to get relegated. I'm hoping that their atmosphere is the best. Like, do I think turf more like, I don't know. Is that a tough place to play? Yeah. But it's, I think it's more to do with Burnley than the fans. And again, I could be totally wrong because I've never been to, a Burnley game. So I don't think anyone's going to fact check you here. So I think we'll be okay. Well, I, I know that we have at least two Burnley listeners, so uh, I might get fucked there. Burnley Just sucks. <laughs> let's, uh, let's jump into your, your bets of the week. Thankfully, we turn to some lighter news, crippling gambling addiction. You got to know when the hold up, know when the fold up, know when walk away and know when to run you never count your money when you're sitting at the table there'll be time enough for counting when the deal is done but tonight i don't know i'm feeling hot so last time we did this i went 500 so again some of the you know jitters out of my system i think we're going to do better this week but i do want to say for anyone that did listen and decided to just keep betting the Wolves to have 0-0 at halftime, since we last spoken, it's hit both times. I know I said it wouldn't the first time, but like, I don't know what I'm talking about. But in terms of this, I do. I know it's a contradictory uh, point, but you get what I'm saying. Anyway, got that one right. What I didn't say on the pod is I actually took Everton over Liverpool, which is a nice chunk of change. Yeah. Um, and then, unfortunately... I got I got too uh, too cute. Tried doing the unders with the corners. 
He's never going to do that again. It's nope. always overs, overs, overs because Tottenham had like 20 corners on their own in that game. And then same with the Villa Leicester game. So that was pretty electric. Our big game, Wolf City. I'm going to go one over 10 and a half corners just because exactly what we spoke about before. I think we're going to absorb so much pressure that you guys, we're just going to keep kicking the ball outside the end line. You're going to have a million corners. So congratulations. And I'm going to have a tight butthole for the rest of that game because that's not going to be fun <laughs> to watch on my side. I'm also going to do it just because I have to ride it 0-0 zero, zero at half just because okay. it's also plus 235. So why not go for that? Then... <sighs> I think you're going to see a tie in Fulham Spurs. I'm going to take a tie, your favorite, in that game. Big tie, guys. Followed by what I'm going to call my Enter Sandman game of the week because it's going to put me to sleep for how boring it's going to be. Liverpool-Chelsea, we're going under two and a half goals. I think they're both just going to sit there. And, like, there might be some chances here or there, but you're looking at, I don't know, I'm not going to call who's going to win, but it's going to be like a one nothing game. Kind of just as boring as what we just saw with United and Chelsea. Sorry, Michael. Love it. Um, and then finally, I'm going with the weekend 0-0 halftime, Wolf's Villa. Just got to throw that one in there as well. <laughs> Love it. All right. I, I'm going to give you some value picks here, which I think are actually like – you know, put some money on it. It'll be decent value. Hopefully, you get some results out of it. First and foremost, a hundred percent agree on the corners pick. I think that is a great bet. It's a safe bet. I'm gonna have a tight bolt hole in the other way because <laughs> we're gonna be sitting there, and I'm like, we have to score at some point. We have to score at some point, and it just may not happen. Other big value game, Villa is plus one hundred seven against Sheffield. Just put money. Yes. Put money on Villa. I don't know why the fuck you wouldn't. Same day, you get to sit there and watch another game. Or actually, it's at the same time, so scratch what I just said. Two TVs. Go ahead and flip back and forth two TVs. Burnley, Leicester. Leicester's plus 104 as well. Like, I understand that Harvey Barnes just got injured. Leicester is a better team than Burnley. And you're giving me plus money. I'm taking that every time. Um, And then I'll round it out my last bet of the week. Chelsea plus 215 against Liverpool. I hate to kick a guy when he's down. He's not even on the pod. He's studying his little ass off down in Atlanta to try to become a drug pusher. Um, but but there's there's more issues at Liverpool right now than just not being able to score and having all of your defensive you know talismans injured. I think we're going to find out what it is at the end of the year. I think someone's going to finally leak like what was going on in the locker room or whatever. Um, but I think there's something else going on there. And I think Chelsea desperately want a, a big win that they can like hang their hat on. And I think that's when it's going to come. So if you're super confident with me, you can parlay all three of those together. And like, that's actually going to be pretty sick odds. You probably put like 10 bucks down and win some decent money. I actually like that. And if Pulisic decides to start, I change my under bet and it's three, nothing Chelsea Patrick by Pulisic. The, the the baby the baby beardo <laughs> love that um all right let's run through games this week um we'll just do the weekday games and it's gonna start off like like having your power hitter uh you're from jersey little league world series todd frazier led off that fucking team todd frazier's in like little... my household all right well sorry well, about that my, todd frazier... well fun fact my brother um 
same age, had to play against yeah. them growing up and then in college, and I don't think the balls landed from whatever, like, Todd Frazier came I up and had to go against them. There, I remember when I was a kid, and he was, I think he's older than me, I want to say. Um, but that was, like, the first Little League World Series I ever remember watching because there was a sign that said Todd Frazier eats nails in, like, in the in the stands. And being a small child with, like, a baby brain, I think I just read that and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with these kids from Jersey? Like, what, like, what are they talking about? Um, you know, he's from but, Alex's town. Yeah, he's from... Um, Tom's River. Tom's River. Yeah. There, I, I've heard there's a lot of... This is totally diverting off of uh, the main portions of this podcast which are really hot liberal uh political takes and um soccer uh soccer <laughs> uh secondarily but yeah tom's rivers like sporting or like athletics is pretty controversial isn't it? it it's probably pretty similar to where i'm from in ohio like canton maslin football type of shit where you, they like hold kids back on purpose or some shit no i don't I plead. Did I just I, make a rumor? I ple- no, I'm gonna plead the fifth because I live with someone from the town and I don't want to get any flack. So I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Alex is still like a, like every Friday she tunes into like Tom's Rivers like local TV station to watch football or something. Well, obviously there's three schools. Fun fact: it's also three high schools in that town. Yeah, it's a big. It's so, like a big ass town. Some elite, like, maybe. No, I, I actually don't know. All I know is that I normally beat them when we played them in sports, so I'm okay with them. Anyway, the main point of where I was going with this <laughs> is just like having your best hitter lead off. First game of the week, tomorrow, 3 p.m. Definitely shouldn't be on Peacock. If it is, I'll be pissed. It's not. It is on NBCSN. Love to see it. City, Wolves, and we are at the Etihad with no fans, so no different than if they let fans in, apparently. Um, what do you got in this one? Give me, give me your take. Give me your result. The only way the Wolves win is one nothing. So I'm going to say one nothing. Realistically, you guys probably beat us two one. So one nothing. But I'm staying with one nothing. I want, I, I want to go into this game like I've never gone into this game before with huge balls and big bets, and I I want to say three nil. I just want this. This is, this is where we just sign our name at at the bottom of the the league. Sign the check. And we're done. After this, it's over. We'll beat we'll beat United, and then we can ca- finally call it a year. That's what I think it's gonna happen. Sorry, it's okay. Thanks for thanks for subbing in these past two weeks. You've been great. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday, one p.m. Uh, Burnley, Leicester. Where are we going with this one? I have no confidence in Leicester right now. I'm gonna say one-one tie. The draw, I would look like a schmuck if I told you to put money on Leicester <laughs> and then pick Burnley during this. So similarly to this one and then the next one, Leicester 2-0, Sheffield and Aston Villa the next game. Again, told you to put money on Aston Villa. I actually think this is going to be a 3-0 win, and I think Grealish does come back to get his feet under him so that he is totally fresh for that Wolves game. That's fair. I'm going to go 2-0 Villa, but the Ross Barkley show. Oh, I can't wait. There's nothing there's more try-hard in all of Premier League football than the Ross Barkley <laughs> show. Final game on Wednesday, Palace, Man United, Zaha returns. 
I believe it's at Old Trafford. It's not. It's at Selhurst Park. I look like a idiot. So uh, Palace and Man United. Who you got in this one? 3-1 United. Ooh, 3-1 United. I, I, I've said many times I don't ever pick draws. I don't pick ties. But I want to do it right here. And I, and I think it's a 1-1 one, one, a one, one draw. And I, I want to do that just because it's the last chance I have to piss off United fans before we play them <laughs> in the Derby. So that's, that's where I'm going with that. Um, Thursday, three games, two at 1 o'clock. Uh, West Brom and Everton. I want to say that Everton is still riding so high and playing so well. I, I have to give them the win 2-0 here. Uh, retweet. Top four Everton right here. Love it. Love it. Fulham and Tottenham, the same game at, 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 at another game at 1 p.m. Who you got in this one? 1-1 one, one tie, only because I'm betting it. 1-1 one, one tie. I actually... All right. So this is where you have to let your heart lead a little bit, and I hardly ever do this. But like I said, I want I want Fulham to not be relegated. 2-0. 2-0 Fulham. And this starts... The, the slow ball rolling down the hill of Jose, Jose Mourinho being fired. 2 no Fulham. Oh, I would uh, love that. Last game Thursday, Liverpool, Chelsea, battle of just, I don't even know what it is anymore. I don't know what I'm looking at when I watch Chelsea. Liverpool's a shell of who they used to be. But again, I told you to put money on Chelsea. I'm going to go 1-0 Chelsea, and it's going to be excruciating. Pulisic, 89th minute. You don't even get the stoppage time yet. 89th minute. He slides a ball in to the left post, and it nicks off of – I bet you Adrian's going to be Adrian's going to be playing goalie. It nicks off of his forearm. Like, he gets far enough to stop it, like overcompensates, hits under his forearm, and slides in Pulisic with the game-winning goal, 1-0 Chelsea. Just to make this so it's fun, I'm gonna say one nothing Liverpool, but a little Mo Salah, just bringing it home. <laughs> yes, I have a career music right. in front of me. I know. I'd love to hear it. If you only would have done the female podcast voice that's set up on GarageBand, who knows what that have, would have sounded like? <laughs> um, Dylan, dude, thanks so much for for jumping in second week in a row. You have a fan base behind you. I, I think now this has really cemented the fact that you need to be the recurring just betting corner with Dylan on the podcast from now on out. Like, I, I can't deny the fandom. Just like, just like we were talking about earlier, if fans were in the stadiums, owners would see their drunken supporters being like, get Hoodle the fuck out. And I've heard it from every fine person across the river in Jersey. They need more Dylan Tucker fucking them in the ear hole <laughs> and, and that's what you're certainly doing fucking love it i just need to come hopefully it comes with some winners this time and we don't just break even we'll do that we'll keep uh doing a little bit of this betting kicking corner and just go over his glory if the people want it we can start jumping to some bonus league action too. get real weird with it i well i think this is opening up pandora's box to having just a soccer betting like pod itself where we're just like all right man if you have a hundred dollars this week how are you distributing distributing it throughout like these bets during the week what where's where's the value at what's actually going to hit what's going to win um 
but yeah, I think moving forward, definitely got to have you back to do the the betting corner. And again, if Michael gets swamped with with trying to be a, a, a drug pusher like he is, I always know I got a, a reliable guy in the bullpen. Nah, appreciate that. Plus, you know, when you need someone to really tell you what it's like to get relegated, uh, I can give you guys some uh, heads up there when we get to the end of the year. Since, you know, so. you already be celebrating drunk off of winning your trophy in two weeks. <laughs> the Relegation Diaries by Dylan Tucker. I can't <laughs> wait to read them. All right. Perfect. We didn't take two weeks. We were back earlier. Like, subscribe. Leave, please leave us some comments. I, even if they're negative. Love to see those. Love to hear them. Um, Dylan, again, man, thanks so much for joining. And we'll be back in a week. Maybe two weeks. Maybe a week and a half like we did this time. Who knows? Can't wait. Sure.